Another nail in the coffin for Wheels Media this week. The brand prepares to throw you in the audience even further under the bus for a short-term bottom line bump. And then after the pandemic, hopefully they'll find a rich idiot who wants to buy a sinking ship. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. For buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's kind of, you know, not there now. Dude, I was going to put it on a clay tablet and deliver it to your nearest news agency eight weeks late. Kind of like a magazine. But then I remembered we're in the 21st century now and that kind of logistic nightmare is no longer required. And here we are. This report is my honest personal opinion, obviously. Some of it's even true, except for the jokes, which are always embellished, obviously, and the bits about the gentlemen's clubs, the pharaoh, Rootin' Tootin' Carmen, and, of course, Moses. It's all coming up. So, the recent CEO of Wheels Media, Andrew Beecher, good dude, he just boned them. Now, I enjoy a good boning as much as any man, but especially one with this much inbuilt hilarity and tragedy. It's damn hard to get the balance right there. And this one, I have to say, it's bang on. Senior executive shot callers had a quick look around. They played rock, paper, scissors in the boardroom or something, and decided that this dude, Christian Clark, C-squared, diploma in business, marketing and PR, just what humanity needs to unfuck itself, personal opinion. It's either that, I guess, or more lawyers, clearly. C-squared... Advertising, sales, impresario, wonderkind. He's the right dude for the job, apparently. Big Bad Beach is, of course, the chap who convinced senior executives at Costello's Cockheads, uh, I mean Nine Entertainment, to purchase car advice for almost $70 million. Hashtag respect. Just so they could ultimately kill it and then, of course, feed its corpse to drive.com.au, which now that I think about it, was an awesome medieval spectacle. I wasn't expecting that. Nine really is the Errol Flynn of media organisations, if you know what I mean. Like everything they touch, dude, guaranteed. Ever since the Goanna croaked. I did love the Goanna. He was awesome. Actually, it was Nine shot caller and co-founder of the Meat Society, Alex Parsons, who took the genius-level decision to slice and dice car advices vegetables like that. The Meat Society is, of course, not a gentleman's club in King's Cross, somewhere between crack of dawn and head in the clouds, but I truly wish it were. Anywho, I suppose Beach just had a gutful of this absurd obsession with still printing magazines on paper, or, I don't know, just speculating. Perhaps it was dealing with the millennials, endlessly telling him how important their fucking feelings were. We'll never really know. 
print is today, of course, one step removed from clay tablets, isn't it? The infamous pharaoh, Rutan Tutankhamun, probably felt threatened by parchment and, I don't know, carrier pigeons in a similar way. That'll never take off. I like the heft of clay. Everyone does. He said famously from inside his pyramid, which is why he never noticed Moses playing with sticks at the water's edge, bastard, while the slaves all hastily filled in their annual leave applications. I think that's as historically accurate as anything else in, you know, the book. Now, where were we? For just 178 bucks a year, you can drive to the local newsagent once a month. If you can still find someone outside of a museum and purchase a real Wheels hard copy, retail times 12. Whence you may subsequently, subsequently and subsequently, both of those things, you can do it afterwards and subsequently as well if you'd like, you may subsequently recline on the crapper for as many as 10 minutes to get all of your automotive news with all those typos free eight weeks late. Certainly beats, I don't know, staying up to date, getting your news now using your phone for free, doesn't it? Wheels was, of course, part of the infamous Bauer Media train wreck. Zetchermans at Bauer Media. They bought all the former ACP magazines, the Women's Mags, Woman's Day, Women's Weekly, Kylie's Cellulite, Shame, Wheels, etc., for 525 million bucks. That was back in 2012, so 10 years ago now. And about eight years later, they sold it to a bunch of former banking wonks who call themselves Mercury Capital for less than $50 million. Hashtag Bauer. Yes. They only lost about 60 million bucks a year on average running a magazine business in the 21st century. <laughs> I, I mean, oops-a-daisy. Next stop, Marianas Trench. That sale was completed in, like, mid-July of 2020, and if memory serves, about four days after that, mid-pandemic, they boned eight magazines, bringing the total recent job losses in the group to about 240. And, of course, they blamed this on COVID. How convenient. Let's meet Mercury Capital now. Well, let's meet Mercury more generally for context. Mercury was, of course, the Roman god of financial gain, hilariously enough. Given the recent fiscal context of magazines, this Mercury is composed of four banking wonk partners and seven other banking slash finance wonks to round out the board, which is only three chicks in total out of 11 homo sapiens all up. And none of the chicks is a partner. There's a story for the women's mags right there, I'd suggest. Women love that kind of executive inequality story. <laughs> Glass, ceiling... They probably won't run it, however, given the in-house preference for ad hoc boning. Like, dude, I wouldn't run it either if I needed a job. Still, Mercury is doing better on boardroom diversity than the board of management of Volkswagen, I note, 
which is currently only 12.5% chick currently, insofar as I can tell. Like, it's so confusing now. And Hiltrude, who I must say looks very sincere indeed, she is burdened with integrity and legal affairs. World's ultimate shit job, I'd suggest. Harder than being chief of lies for the Prime Minister. And before you chaps and chapettes on the Mercury board consult your asshole lawyers or something, the term wonk simply means a person who takes an enthusiastic or excessive interest in the specialised details of a particular subject. Therefore, you are all wonks. Deal with it. Banking wonks. If I ever wanted to hold a really boring dinner party, I'd have my people reach out to your people. Personal opinion. We could talk all night about PE ratios and EBIT. Yes, I wouldn't be there. So that'd be nice for us both. I'd rather have my scrotum electrolyzed by Hamas. So... The aim here, pretty clearly, is to polish up the old girl, the magazine factory, put a bit more air in the tyres of the short-term bottom line and find an organisation dumb enough to buy it for 100 million bucks or thereabouts. Good luck with that. Back to C-squared now, because he's interesting. The new guy in charge of Wheels Media. Actually, he's not that interesting, personal opinion. But guys like him, who are running media businesses, are. That is a dead-set interesting phenomenon. He's got runs on the board, like, if you need someone to beg for automotive advertising revenue from a car company, like, he's the dude. That's the impression I get from his LinkedIn, anyway. Not so sure about overall wordsmithing, however. Our clear ambition... Let me stop you right there, dude, right? You're in the communications business now. On this issue of having a, quote, clear ambition, dude, clarity is a salient feature of all ambition. Ambition cannot be unclear. Ambition, a strong desire to do or achieve something. It's always clear. Dude, you've got a room full of journos and sub-editors. Just saying. Our ambition is to be Australia's number one media company for engaging and influencing automotive audiences. Our breadth of brands and experience ensures we are able to reach car buyers whether their purchasing intentions lie with a practical, emotional, performance or adventure vehicle choice. This is a carefully contrived public statement, right? Like, he's not just winging it. And to me, it just sounds like a pitch to advertisers. Which is not surprising, I suppose. I see senior execs make this mistake all the time. It's the right dialogue, but in front of the wrong audience. And I've met a lot of advertising sales wonks who are running media businesses. And they all forget one thing, which would be that they're in the audience business now, not just the advertising sales division of the business. They stick with what they know best, and it always fucks the business. It just does. 
they generally see the editorial, like the stories, the reason anyone like you might be interested in stopping by, they see that as a kind of expensive inconvenience, like an indulgence, a begrudgingly approved one. This is true of radio and TV as well. Like, can't we just run continuous ads and do away with, you know, them? What would be wrong with that? When I was just off my training wheels as a radio host on 2UE in Sydney, the program director caught me saying something once, and it was like, uh, let's take a quick break and come back with more. It's a quarter to three. Boom, ad break. So he hears that, he marches down the hall, he grabs me in the break, and he goes, dude, don't promote the break. The audience doesn't want the ads. They hate the ads. They want your show. Promote your show. Really prick tease it. Never mention the ads again. Give them a reason to endure the ad break and not change channels. And like that was a light bulb moment for me in the broadcast domain. And it's so true, right? So instead, coming up, a senior detective will tell us why homicide victims just stop talking to police. <laughs> we'll interview the serial killer who says detectives ruined his reputation. But first, we'll talk to an expert about breasts. It's a quarter to three. Boom, ad break. And nobody changes channels after that, right? But these advertising types, they cannot see it that way. They just don't care about you. It's not malicious. They just don't have a fucking clue about this kind of thing. They only care about what they can jam down your throat commercially. Like, to them, you are, in my opinion, just a receptacle. We're already a go-to destination for brands looking to communicate to an engaged automotive audience. Dude, it's a press release, a public statement, like a statement to the public. This is your opportunity to talk to your audience. And there you go again, seemingly pitching to advertisers. This is, in personal opinion, the kind of unseemly business best done in private, I'd suggest. It's the right message, but the wrong audience again. Like, please tell us what you'd like us to jam down their throats on your behalf. I wouldn't say that to the audience. And you know what? In the modern world, this throat down issue jamming business, it can be quite insidious indeed. From content integration to e-commerce offerings, Wheels Media now has the unparalleled advantage over its competitors to offer a true awareness-to-purchase solution through tailored opportunities for both new car brands and brands in the fast-moving automotive. Riddle me this, CEO man. Why is fast-moving automotive a proper noun suddenly? Like, I googled it. It's not a thing. Room full of sub-editors, just saying. Anyway, that sound you can hear, that squishy visceral crunch accompanying the almost English of that paragraph, it's the sound of you in the audience going properly under the bus. Quote, content integration, tailored opportunities, and awareness to purchasing 
solutions. Right message, wrong audience. Personal opinion. Firstly, it's just a pitch to advertisers, right? And secondly, this kind of thing, content integration, it's where they get some young, dumb, half-capable journo to get down on their knees in the manner of Linda Lovelace and produce something that's really just advertising, but which looks to you like a story. It's hardly ever disclaimed. In many cases, the advertiser even gets to approve it and or make, let's call them, uh, corrections before it runs. This is therefore a pretty clearly articulated plan to get next to as many advertisers as possible, have a pleasant reach around under the table, metaphorically, over lunch or something, make like Dyson, and then jam the result down your throat. This is why there's a massive shift away from mainstream media today, because half of the content is bullshit and the other half is bent over. Because the banking wonks, who are the puppet masters here, pulling the strings of the advertising sales wonks, whom they have elevated to run the show, because they erroneously conclude that being good at selling ads is the same thing as understanding a media business, these people simply cannot see the intrinsic value of you, except in the context of you being... A number. Wheels Media now boasts more than 1.4 million unique digital users, a social media audience of over 1.2 million and more than 100,000 people actively buying their magazines each month. It's really not about you anymore. It's like you don't need any special treatment. You're just a number to sell ads against, like preferably covert ones, integrated content. It's only about you in the context of what they can jam into you. And you're going to pay what? Nearly 200 bucks a year to cop that in print? That's the plan, apparently. They seem to think that content is just content, no matter how editorially shit and compromised it may be, and that you'll be receptive to anything, no matter how densely laced and dripping with bad incentives it may be. Pro tip, okay? I've worked on these magazines specifically. Like, I've been deputy editor of Street Machine and features editor of Wheels, plus I did a stint as a correspondent for Motor as well for several years apiece, right? I've written hundreds of pieces for these titles. And I did that because I love cars. That's what's missing here. I've always friggin' loved them. I endured an engineering degree because I wanted to know as much about cars as I could. And that made my fucking brain bleed, right? That was the motivation. And I have to say that 100,000 magazine sales across six titles, that's about 17,000 sales per title on average. That's economically unsustainable especially since the price of paper spiked out of China following the pandemic. But they are locked into paper now, no matter how fucked it is, because Mercury bought a magazine retail distribution business named Ovato. I know, you've never heard of it. They did that quite recently, and they've since rebranded it. Like, rescued is probably a better word, seeing as Ovato was about to collapse. 
And they're based in Clayton, Vicwegia, home of the real Walkinshaw Station, incidentally. It's an industrial wasteland and a cultural void, kind of like all of Sydney now that I think about it. Anyway, that rescue package involved a $40 million rights issue, okay, backed by the Mercury Banking Wonks. And in total, 300 people got boned that time. I don't know if that's a personal best or not, but it's how they roll, seemingly. So paper is part of the deal, no matter how deeply it's dragging wheels into the Marianas Trench commercially. When it comes to wheels and motor et al., the crap self-indulgent journalism like the delusions of excellence, that could be fixed with the right drill sergeant. And this is not a job application, incidentally. I'd rather go to dinner with my five ex-wives once a week and then enjoy another round of scrotal Hamas electrolysis for dessert than that. What can't be fixed is the structural stupidity and audience blindness upstream. What's been done to these titles is actually a fantastic achievement in the grammatically strict sense of the word, right? It's taken about two decades to do it too. They started with some of the country's most iconic motoring brands, like they had real pulling power with ordinary people and advertisers, and they've been systematically fucked by experts who failed to acknowledge reality to the point where these brands are, I'm sorry to say, irredeemable. 